providing timely, relevant content to providers who care for children. Welcome to Pediatrics in Practice, presented by Children's Mercy Kansas City. Here's Dr. Michael Smith. Our topic today is common kidney conundrums. My guest is Dr. Darcy Wiedemann. Dr. Wiedemann is the Associate Program Director of the Pediatric Nephrology Program at Children's Mercy Kansas City. Dr. Wiedemann, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. I, what an important topic today because I know, I mean, let's just be honest, um, <laughs> nephrology is a very complex specialty, and I think things that we can educate community doctors on when to referral, maybe when not to referral, I think is very helpful. So again, thank you for coming on. Let's let's start off with the red flag symptoms. You know, what what are some of the, the signs and symptoms that community physicians should really be aware of and like urgently make a consultation to somebody like you? Yeah, I think that's a really good question. And I think it's especially important because and I think the reason why this might be an intimidating specialty to some people is that kidney disease doesn't always have a lot of signs and symptoms. Um, you know, the ones that we worry about in particular, so high blood pressure or hypertension, that really is probably a, a big red flag to us as nephrologists that there could be something going on either structurally with the kidneys or related to underlying poor function or chronic kidney disease. So I can't underestimate the importance of a, a well-obtained manual blood pressure and making sure that that's actually an appropriate number. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it's not, and if it's truly elevated, to be honest, these are kids that um, we typically recommend getting evaluated relatively quickly, ideally within the next week or two. Um, other red flags that I think it's important to keep in mind, for example, secondary enuresis. So we define secondary enuresis as children who have bedwetting for um in general, secondary would be defined if they have been continent for more than six months and then all of a sudden they start wetting the bed. That that can be a little bit of a red flag that they may have underlying, for example, congenital anomalies of the kidney and urinary tract um, and or chronic kidney disease or some of the more exotic kidney diseases that can present with polyuria. Um, looking at the growth chart is also really important. So kids are falling off of the um, percentiles, particularly height more than weight. Um, but really, we see both patterns. So poor growth over time is also a big red flag to us. Those are probably the, the three biggest ones that we see, and these are all things that can p- be picked up by the primary care pediatrician in the clinic. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and these the expectation with those types of signs and symptoms is that they would reach out to Children's Mercy or a, a specialist like yourself and get that, get that more uh, detailed workup for that sign or symptom. So that's that's the red flags. But obviously, I think most most of the time we're dealing more with the, the common symptoms and common scenarios, right? And so uh, maybe you can walk through some of the more common things that a community physician might see, and what's the expectation for them to work that up before they actually make a consultation? Sure. Yeah, that's another great question. Um, so things that I think about common referrals that I see, for example, asymptomatic um, hematuria. So children who, for whatever reason, have had a urinalysis checked um, and then had some blood in it. And, you know, I think it's really important to distinguish whether or not these children are symptomatic um, in that they've had visible hematuria, or we refer to that as gross hematuria, or whether or not it just got picked up for some particular reason. Um, and those are kids that, depending on um, what the patient's history is, I think really can determine whether or not they need to see a subspecialist. I will say it's it's a very frightening symptom to many patients. Um, you know, I think they immediately yeah. think the worst things, although in the vast majority of cases, children who have persistent microscopic hematuria very rarely end up having significant kidney disease. 
Um, so in, in many cases, I think as long as pediatricians do a really good job excluding certain red flags and making sure that, um, for example, there's no evidence of chronic kidney disease, no evidence of um, protein in the urine or proteinuria, or, for example, elevated blood pressures. Many of these kids, to be honest, I think can be followed in the outpatient clinic by a primary care doctor for a period of several months to even a year to see if this resolves over time. Wow, very nice. And so um, in, in those kind of cases, is there or does Children's Mercy have a program or a person that they can even maybe not necessarily make an, uh, uh, a formal referral, but is there a hotline uh, uh, that clinicians can call and just kind of discuss a certain case? Oh, with? absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tell us a little bit. And there's a works. lot of pediatricians. Yeah. So there's a lot of pediatricians in the clinic who use uh, use this service. Um um, basically, they can call Children's Mercy and ask to be connected to the, the doctor's, oh, what do they call it? I think it's the, the transport line. Um, but there's always somebody who's on call 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and we're more than happy to really walk through um, cases with pediatricians if they have questions, if they're unsure as, if they should be referred to Children's Mercy or not. We're more than happy to have those phone consultations. And to be honest, I appreciate them. If, if a pediatrician picks up a kid that they're worried about or they're worried about a red flag, to be honest, these are the kids that I, I would like to have a conversation with the pediatrician about. Um, and then I can really try to do what I can to expedite their workup. For example, if they need repeat blood work or any imaging or you know, referral with other specialists, um, we're always more than happy to try to coordinate those services because it's, it's a big place. And um, we know a lot of the people here and a lot of ways to get those things done for patients that we need to. Yeah. So, and so in, in, in understanding the, the, you know, those red flag symptoms is, is important. Um, what, you know, in your, in your experience in, in dealing with maybe a lot of referrals from the community, what, what can general practitioners do better in making that process uh, work more efficiently? Is there anything that, that you would like to educate to make that referral process better? I think one thing would be it's it's easy to pick up the phone. We're always more than available. I'm always available by phone, or I have some pediatricians who can find our emails, and I'm happy to email back and forth with pediatricians if they have questions about mutual patients. Um, so I think that's probably the first thing is that if when in doubt, give us a call. Um, and sometimes it's it's easier to sort of sort through sort things through that way. Um, so that's one thing. I think trying to make sure that we can get the information to us as quickly as possible also can be quite helpful, especially if we're trying to put together a complicated referral and really understanding what is it that the pediatrician's already done and making sure that we have, for example, access to the lab reports or to the um, growth charts or the ultrasound reports. Those kinds of things are so helpful for us, and I know the patients appreciate it if we're able to review that information beforehand and ideally save their insurance companies from you know repeating a lot of that testing if it's already been done. So let's move on. Tell us about the Choose Wisely campaign. Ah, uh, yes, the Choosing Wisely campaign. So this is a um, a project that was taken under by multiple foundations. I think it started with the American Board of Internal Medicine, although it's really expanded into the American Board of Pediatrics. And um, we, in our our own professional society, the American Society of Pediatric Nephrology, also adopted. Basically, what are these things that we can tell primary care doctors to try to save healthcare dollars and, and make a more cost-efficient system? And um, it, interestingly, it just came out. So our pediatric nephrology specialty-specific Choosing Wisely um, campaign just came out in the last month and a half. I think it came out in the end of November, or sorry, end of July. Um, basically trying to educate the public and educate pediatricians about the things in our specialty um, that we should do before we proceed with costly and expensive workups. 
And, and how can a physician access this information? Well, so a lot of different ways. It's, it's easily available online. Um, if you just type in Choosing Wisely, and you can actually see all the different subspecialty ones, um, it's pretty available on the website. And, you know, I'll be talking about this tomorrow at, at the um, CAPS discussion, just because I felt like this was going to be a really good platform to really work at and educate the public and educate pediatricians about what is it that we can do to try to make a more cost-efficient system. So, for example, in our field, um, several of the, there were five um, ventures that came out, and two of them, for example, are related to um, basically repeating a test before you proceed with a costly workup. So, for example, um, several years ago, the American Academy of Pediatrics said, please stop getting routine screening your analyses in all children as part of your well-child care. We know that it can lead to several hundreds of dollars or even thousands of dollars mm. if you're going to do a full workup where we know, for example, if you repeat your analysis three subsequent times, 96% of the time, whatever abnormality was picked up will resolve over time. Hmm. Wow. That's a, that's a high number. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, high. it's a very yeah. high number. Yeah. Um, again, yeah. these <laughs> mild abnormalities on these screening year analyses in some ways keep me in business, but I think yeah. um, I don't always need to see the vast majority of these patients because most of the time it, right. it will resolve over time. Right. And at the end of the at the end of the day, the choosing wise wisely campaign is really going to lead just it to base better patient care, right? I mean, that's the end result. Yeah, absolutely. Better patient care, less costly interventions, potentially a lot, hopefully a lot less worry on all parts. Yeah. So let's you know, in summary, Doctor Wiedemann, let's um, why don't you tell us you know what what would you like for community physicians to know about common kidney conundrums and the referral process. Yeah, so I think um, I think the the biggest thing would be to really look out for those red flags. So if you're worried about kidney disease in a patient, make sure that you you know have really evaluated that patient's blood pressure and that you have a, a very well obtained blood pressure that hopefully is in a reassuring range. Making sure that there's no abnormal red flags in terms of poor growth, gross hematuria, edema, those kinds of things that could be symptoms of underlying kidney pathology. And then I think again you mentioned earlier this can be a somewhat intimidating specialty for people because they can present in in rather subtle ways. And I think um, if you're ever concerned or worried or not sure. I just pick up the phone. We're, we've got eight people in our group. We're always very approachable, happy to discuss issues with you guys and try to figure out what we need to do to figure out if a patient needs to see us urgently or if we can work with the pediatrician on, on getting a treatment plan and management plan for in their medical home. Very nice summary. Dr. Wiedemann, thank you so much for the work that you're doing at Children's Mercy, and thank you for coming on the show today. You're listening to Pediatrics in Practice with Children's Mercy Kansas City. For more information, you go to childrensmercy.org. That's childrensmercy.org. I'm Dr. Mike Smith. Thanks for listening.